It takes a veritable village to launch a spacecraft. When it comes to commercial space vehicles, the Federal Aviation Administration's Office of Commercial Space Transportation grants the licenses. During liftoffs, FAA crews keep airplanes away, give weather advisories, mapping, and many other services. For an upcoming launch of a commercial rocket called Starlink L9, for the first time, the FAA will field an all-woman ground crew, officially the Joint Air Space Operations Group. Joining me with two of their stories, Air Traffic Manager Jennifer Ross. Ms. Ross, good to have you on. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And Space Operations Group member Jamie McMillan. Ms. McMillan, good to have you on. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. So first of all, tell us what goes on when a commercial rocket launches. I mean, people think NASA is the only folks that have to do with rockets, but we know the FAA has a big role in it. What happens? Jennifer? Yes, there's a huge uh, FAA air traffic team that works with the Joint Airspace Operations Group, and we've really been planning this mission since about mid-June. Um, we build the airspace management plan, communicating with the stakeholders and other FAA facilities regarding that plan, making sure everything's working as expected. They work with SpaceX, who's launching the rocket, and then the 45th Space Wing during the development of the plan to ensure the customer needs are met and all the federal range, uh, everything that they need is met also. And then on launch day, that's when the real-time execution of the plan and any tactical adjustments that we need to make get done. Got it. Okay. And uh, Jennifer, what do the air traffic managers do then? Keep airplanes away from that launch? Yeah, the air traffic pieces, my specialists in the Challenger room are moving all of the commercial traffic, timing it through very meticulous, planned out mathematical equations that protect airspace so we can keep our commercial flights away and then also resume those commercial flights when it's safe to do so. Got it. And Jamie, on the space operations group side, tell us about your role in all of this. Oh, yes. So we support our air traffic counterparts. We do a lot of pre-mission planning, a lot of analysis for potential debris areas for the missions, and we provide a lot of real-time support during launch and re-entry operations. All right. And uh, how do you interact with the operator? Where will the Starlink L9 take off from, and does it involve any other agencies? So the Starlink 9 mission is expected to launch from Kennedy Space Center, Launch Complex 39. And as part of the FAA, there is, um, it's obviously a very complex process, but we do interact with other agencies depending on the mission. There's interaction with the Air Force, sometimes with NOAA, and just different agencies depending on the mission. And is this one of these full-size type of rockets, and what do we know about what it is it's taking up there commercially? This mission will be launching the Starlink payloads, and this will go up on Falcon 9 rocket. So the Starlink project is a project that's going to deliver high-speed Internet access across the globe through small broadband satellites. And the Falcon 9 rocket is actually made up of a couple of stages. There's the first stage, which is basically going to get it off the launch pad. The second stage, which is going to get the payload into orbit. And then the top of the rocket is where all the satellites are. All right. We're speaking with Jamie McMillan. She's a member of the Space Operations Group and with Jennifer Ross, an air traffic manager, both with the FAA. And I guess the premise of what the FAA has put out, one of the things they mentioned is that there is an all-female crew at the ground, a joint airspace operations group. That's unusual because it's the first time. 
what does it take to do this type of work? Are you basically STEM-type people? So I think it really started with Jamie's group. They were looking around the room and saw that all of these women were participating in this and really got the ball rolling in our direction of how far can we take this to have an all-women crew, even here at our facility in the Challenger Room and even in the field facilities like Jacksonville and Miami Centers that will help actually work that traffic through the day. So it really started with Jamie's group getting the ball rolling, so it was really nice. Jamie? It was really exciting to see how many women could be involved and were excited about being part of this and word of mouth just got around. It was just really exciting to see that all the different positions that were available for women to work in commercial space, even just the diversity across the FAA. Sure, and how many women are involved in a launch altogether? It sounds like a lot of people. Yeah, goodness, gosh, I would say at least 25 on just the air traffic side. (laughs) And on the space operations side? There's quite a few. We have our folks supporting here at headquarters, but we also have positions down at the Cape. We have our safety inspectors, the folks sitting with the operators. So it's quite a few. And by the way, there's nobody on the rocket itself this time, is there? Not this time. Nope. (laughs) Good, yeah. (laughs) Well, just to get back to my other question, the background that you have to do this type of work, this is basically science, technology, engineering, math type of background. Jamie? Yes, yes. So we have lots of engineers within the Office of Commercial Space Transportation, but just looking across the FAA, I mean, there's air traffic backgrounds. I don't really think you have to have one particular education to work in commercial space, and that's what's exciting. There's so many different roles. But what's your background? I have a a mechanical engineering degree. I actually started my career working on the space shuttle down in Florida. Fantastic. And Jennifer, what type of background do you bring to it? So I started my aviation career as a multi-commercial pilot in the Florida area, actually, and spent a lot of my growing up watching those shuttle launches. So it's exciting to hear that uh, Jamie was working on them from the other side. Then went into air traffic control in the Jacksonville area, so worked a lot of these space missions, and now I'm here at the command center uh, coordinating all the efforts that we're doing throughout the NAS. All right, and we hear the refrain quite often that the nation needs more girls to get interested in STEM at young age in school. Would you agree, and how can we go about that? So definitely, our team here, uh, the women here, participate in several STEM programs here locally, regularly, and then we're always looking for ways like this interview to even get information out and exposure to the different opportunities that are available in the FAA. Not everybody, you know, knows that there's so many career types and ways to get into the planning and processing of it, and this could be a way to promote that for women of the future. Jamie, other thoughts on making sure the uh, feedstock is there at the maybe even elementary and middle school level to make sure that sufficient women come into these fields? Yeah, I just think, I think the STEM field is great and exciting, and I think just exposure and and just trying to get involved and do internships and see what's out there, because there is a lot of different ways to be involved. With this launch scheduled for July 8th, are you just nervous between now and then? I'm not nervous at all. There's so much planning that goes into the front end of it. Everybody who works on it takes so much pride in what they do. I'm excited and can't wait for the AIDS to get here to have this happen. 
Jennifer Ross is an air traffic manager. Thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And Jamie McMillan is a space operations group member. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And they are both with the Federal Aviation Administration. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.